Welcome everyone to episode 151 of the NBA podcast. I'm Brian Toporek and today, well, it's Friday, June 15th and the NBA offseason is officially underway now because we got our first report about a possible super team forming in Los Angeles. So we're going to talk, so we're going to devote this entire episode to the news about Kawhi Leonard reportedly wanting out of San Antonio, where we think he's going to end up, who's got the best offers they can make, all of that and more. Before we get underway, reminder that you can follow us on Twitter at the NBA Pod. In our bio, you can find our Twitter handles to give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes, so please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. We'd love any feedback. We're now being hosted on the Almighty Baller Podcast Network, so check them out on Twitter at AlmightyCasts. Joining me today, as always, is my very stable genius of a co-host, Morton Jensen. How's it going, Mort? It's going well. I am going to be, you know, scrolling through Twitter during this podcast. And yep. as you were speaking, we got a tweet from Voge about this oh. whole thing. And he says, okay. Indiana had little interest in Paul George trade with Lakers, and that will be the case for Spurs, too. Uh, Boston gives Spurs best uh, building blocks of assets, one of young forwards like Jalen Brown, its own 18 pick, 19 protected Kings pick, etc. Launch to Spurs, don't hold your breath. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Let's start with that. Let's let's start with the whole Boston angle. Because initially the report came out, Woj followed up with saying, you know, Kawhi has his, has his eyes on the Lakers. And well, then let's let's just preface everything with like, all right. The let's background. preface everything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so at like twelve thirty central time or so, someone in the Kawhi Leonard camp sent a mass text out to a bunch of different NBA reporters: Chris Haynes, Woj, uh, Jabari Young of the San Antonio Express News, among others. Basically, every reporter at the same time reported Kawhi wants out. He's eyeing L.A. Whether it. Whether it's the Lakers or the Clippers, he reportedly prefers the Lakers, but he wants to just go to L.A. in some capacity. Um, Agent Chris, yeah, Chris Chris Haynes of ESPN says Leonard has quote grown frustrated with the, how the organization handled his quad injury and feels the franchise turned on him once he sought a second opinion. This is nothing new there. We, I mean, we've had the reporting dating back to January that you know that his doctors cleared him. He was the one sitting out. Uh, Ramona Shelburne and Michael C. Wright of ESPN had that big report in the beginning of May um, about him being unhappy. And, you know, none of that is new. I think the big news of the day is that he seemingly is not willing to stay in San Antonio, even if they offer him that the Megamax, the five year, $219 million Mm -hmm. contract. Um, Haynes said Leonard has communicated with Greg Popovich in recent days, but the two have yet to speak in person. So we don't know what's going to happen. Let's just start right from the top and say we don't know that Kawhi Leonard is going to get traded. Maybe, you know, him and Pop sit down, have a nice bottle of wine, hash out their differences, sign that Mega Max deal, and everything is hunky-dory in San Antonio. That said, based on the, the tone of the reports today, we're now going to recklessly <laughs> speculate about where Kawhi is going to end up. So, we're, yeah, let's start with Boston. So here's the thing. Boston and Kawhi have been tied together several times over the past year because they're loaded with assets and they're kind of going forward after they acquired Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward, which makes sense. The thing is, though, if Kawhi Leonard, this is all built on the idea that Kawhi is hung up on LA, 
Mm-hmm. If Kawhi is hung up on LA, then you end up in a Paul George situation, which I the tweet that I read just read from from Voge, where, mm-hmm. you know, in, in OKC right now they're worried that they traded Victor Oladipo and the eleventh pick, uh, Domantas Sabonis, for well he wasn't the eleventh pick at the time he played a year at OKC but that they traded those two for uh, Paul George who then leaves this summer, potentially, mm-hmm. because then they end up with nothing. Which right. isn't really all that fantastic. Right. So, what's the play here if you're Boston? Do you take him for one year? Like, mm-hmm. do you give up a lot of trade assets to take Kawhi for one year and then he leaves? That mm-hmm. would be so not in the spirit of Danny Ainge. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think we that really applies to any non-LA team. Right. Like, you know, the... There are teams out there that can offer that can come up with better trade packages than either the Lakers or the Clippers. The mm-hmm. Boston is chief among them. The Suns could offer a pretty good package. The Sixers can offer a decent one too. The Kings. So, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And who was it? Chris Mannix of Yahoo Sports said they are trying to work their way into the race with that number two pick. So, there are a bunch of teams that have assets that will appeal to san antonio the question is as you said do they get do they sell the farm for a guy who doesn't commit to resigning there in a year Mm -hmm. whereas if you're the lakers or the clippers you could feel comfortable you know giving up a brandon ingram or giving up alonzo ball because you're assuming not only are you getting Kawhi, and not only will he resign but especially if you're the lakers you're assuming if Kawhi's coming one if not both of paul george and lebron are coming as well right yeah, no, I mean, that's that's the issue at hand. And also, I, I think it's safe to say this right now, um, because you and I had heard that there was legitimate uh, debate or talk about LeBron ending up in San Antonio. That mm-hmm. ship has to be sailing right now. I mean, yeah. because if Kawhi's not there, there's just no incentive for LeBron to, to sign there, really. I mean... right. It's right. just that's just a dead race, unless of course, like you, your point turns out to be right, and Pop brings out the best bottle of wine in human history, <laughs> and gets Kawhi so drunk that they agree to stay pals forever and ever and ever, and they go out and get matching BFF tattoos. But thing is, that could not. Ha- I mean, that there is a risk wherein that does not happen, just because mm-hmm. it worked with Lamarcus Aldridge. Let's not like painted as an absolute certainty that pop is gonna salvage this right i mean leonard could just want uh la and we we read that long ass report on espn a couple months back suggesting that Kawhi had a lot of people in his corner trying to like force him to a bigger market yep. so this could be that thing taking effect right right yeah i mean at this point we don't know who leaked that report? Clearly someone in Kawhi's camp did, whether it's him, his agent, his uncle, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's interesting for Boston because, like, you're right. Boston, I think, has the best package of assets, as Woj said. You know, mm-hmm. if you – you're probably – you're not giving up Tatum, I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> no. But, like, you could – so you can either go one of two ways if you're Boston, which is the really intriguing part – you can give up Jalen Brown plus, you know, your own, the number 27 pick, 
plus the Kings pick that the Sixers gave them in the Markel Fultz deal, or they have a couple other picks owed mm-hmm. to them. I think one from the Grizzlies, one from the Clippers. Like they have a bunch of trade assets, ammunition for what would then be a rebuilding San Antonio team. Right. They could also go like you know in recent days we've started to hear you know not, I mean it's not you and I like behind the scenes just there have been some comments from Kyrie Irving and some reports about him mm-hmm. that suggest he is no not necessarily a lock to re-sign in Boston after this coming season so right. maybe you just do you know you say all right Kawhi for Kyrie or Ka- Kawhi for Kyrie and like whatever throw in a, a pick 27 or one of the ones you're owed not the Kings pick but but wouldn't one that just put ones. both teams in crappy situations because then you have two teams with uncertainties <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, I think this the Spurs would definitely prefer the young package uh-huh. just because you have that foundation locked in and you have more team control. Right. I bet the the Celtics would vastly prefer to give up Kyrie for that, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. because they get rid of one uncertainty, then they take one, <laughs> one on, obviously, but they keep their core, so even if Kawhi leaves, they will have Terry Rozier to take over those minutes for Kyrie, theoretically, and, and you have Jason Tatum to take over the minutes for Kawhi, you have Gordon Hayward. Like, obviously, yeah, like, you would prefer right. that. But this is about finding out what Kawhi wants because we've seen that if players mention a specific team, like, that's usually where they'll end up. Mm-hmm. And that's Paul George notwithstanding Right. But, like, OKC took a gamble on that. I still respect the hell out of Sam Presti for taking that gamble, by the way. I really yeah. do. And yeah. and I think he played extremely well in Oklahoma City. Uh, but fact remains, you know, we're looking at it right now, and that could still be a one-year gamble. And you mm-hmm. don't just – you don't want to be in that situation when you're Boston and you're so – you were one game from the finals. Mm-hmm. They, at this point, the worst that could happen for them – is losing out on a tremendous asset. Like if they ended up just dumping acid into the ground, mm-hmm. that's 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 a huge problem. Right. Yeah. I mean, the question is like, how devoted? Like, is Kawhi literally saying, is he going to tell any team that contacts him and his agent, you can trade for me, but I'm absolutely a hundred percent not re-signing with you right. I'm only going to LA next year there is nothing you can do even if we win the title like that's the thing with Boston is if you trade Kyrie for Kawhi mm-hmm. and whatever else if it's literally just Kyrie for Kawhi and like throwing some picks I think Boston wins the ring next year I've already said Boston is going to be right in there anyway even yeah. if you just run their actual quarterback but like you know, you've got <laughs> oh, man, Kawhi, yeah. Hayward, Brown, Tatum, Horford. Like that. That's Someone's going to end up on all the bench. Of the wins. I, I maybe not though. I think you probably just play Hayward as your like nominal point guard. Oh, I like that. I like I that very much. And then you have no, like, and then you have Terry well, Rozier coming off the bench as your more traditional. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you've got right. Marcus Smart too, p- potentially. Potentially. If you resign him. Yeah. And and Brad Stevens, like we know he'll make it work, so Right. Oh, that's intriguing. Yeah. No, I like that. Good job, so, right? Thank you. But like if that happens and if they win the title, like, you know, Kawhi could posture and say, I'm not re signing with you. But if he wins a title and like 
you win 65 games and all of these guys are signed, you know, Tatum and Brown are going to be under team control for the next half decade. Mm -hmm. At that point, like, what's your incentive to leave? Unless it's really just like a marketing thing. But that, I don't know, it just seems... Okay, let me just fight that logic because he won a ring in San Antonio. Yeah, that's true. But like, like then this whole health issue popped up. Well, right, but even though I mean, even so, like he that means that he's willing to move on for other reasons. Look, yeah, the Spurs. I don't remember this off the top of my head. How many games did the Spurs win this year? Uh, Forty-seven, I believe. And Kawhi played in nine. So yeah, let's get one thing straight because I've seen a lot of bad takes about the Spurs. They're yeah, still yeah. good, and with the healthy Kawhi, they're elite. Right, like they would yeah. have been right there in the playoffs, in you know, in the if if not the conference finals, then they would have taken somebody to a game seven in the second round, like absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you look at that, and you know that there is a a certain level that the Spurs can reach, and Kawhi is actively rejecting that. Right. And he's rejecting that and he's rejecting more money. Mm-hmm. So I cannot imagine at all that he would be willing to leave that for a market that isn't absolutely way superior so he can earn that money mm-hmm. back some way. Yeah, that's true. Because it seems like th- then winning is not the primary drive. And, and like, mm-hmm. let's face it, if he's considering one of the LA teams, <laughs> winning is not the primary drive. Like, then he would have to have LeBron, like, just on a on a pinky swear deal right next to him, which I'm assuming would be the case, right? And then I think it would have to be the Lakers unless the Clippers just yeah. really clean up their cap and, well, that, and hope that DeAndre on, out. Yeah, right. That exactly. They would have to. Yeah, that'll depend on what DeAndre does. Yeah, I mean, the Boston thing is interesting too because I I just saw who was it that just tweeted? Oh yeah, Vincent Goodwill. Um, of NBC Sports Chicago, he was talking about Boston and Philly, and he said, don't be so sure they get gung-ho to trade for Kawhi without assurances just because OKC did with Paul George. OKC was desperate and wanted Russ to resign. Boston and Philly have always been about the long play, which I think is an interesting and fair point. Like, last summer, there was that question of whether Russ was going to sign the Supermax. Mm-hmm. KD had just left. They were, you know, they were like, oh shit, were we about to lose the last member of our four <laughs> stars that we drafted oh, back yeah. in the late 2000s? So, like, they they were doing whatever they could to get his name on the dotted line. Philly and Boston don't have that problem. Like, they've got their main pieces. Aside from Kyrie, they have all of their main pieces under contract for at least two more years. So right. there's, again, it just boils down to, like, incentives. Like, I, I don't think... Boston or Philly sells the farm for Kawhi Leonard this year, unless he says, you know, this, this LA thing's overblown. Like, I would be willing to resign. Not like I'm going to, but like, I'm not unwilling to. Is that enough for you, though? No. I mean, I <laughs> honestly, I wouldn't feel good about it. Like, I, you know, I've seen for the, the Sixers' perspective, and, you know, first of all, for the Sixers, they don't have a general manager right now, so that doesn't <laughs> oh, yeah. help. That like, small thing. <laughs> like, Brett Brown's going to be the one negotiating this. So, it, to some degree, that helps, I guess, because Brett Brown 
was, you know, with San Antonio before he came to the Sixers. He was there, I think he overlapped with Kawhi for two years, I believe. So he knows Kawhi. I mean, it's been five years. So, you know, who knows how close they were over those two years. But at least he's, like, got more of a read on it than just a random dude. Right. Um, but that said, like, yeah, I mean, I, the the proposal I always seen thrown out is, like, Kawhi for some combination of Covington, Fultz, the number 10 pick, and Saric. That feels like a lot mm-hmm. for a guy unless he says, I'm re-signing with you in 2019. I don't know. I don't think I. I don't think I give up that much. If, it, if they take faults out, I probably would though. Here's the thing though. You you are leaving out the media, uh, the persistent media questions that will come with the uncertainty. You're right. Can you imagine Joel Joel Embiid being asked for the twenty fifth time? Do you think <laughs> your teammate is going to resign this year? Yeah, especially in the Philly market. Right. The, look, that is just going to ruin them. No, it, that's harsh. But what what I mean by that is it's going to drain them. They're they're not going to be centered. They're not going to be that focused. It's all going to be, oh, what's happening? Because these guys in Philly, and and this is not meant like a negative way. They are very you know locked in on social media and they read everything. Like that's very apparent to everyone right now. I mean, mm. JoJo basically comments on everything. And that's fine. Like, there's not a problem with that. But with Kawhi and the uncertainty, you know, you'll have 10 times the articles out, 10 times the speculation, the constant questions. And I have to believe that that is not something that's good for a basketball team that's trying to grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I agree. I I mean, it's, it's really, it's a fascinating problem to have for both Boston and Philly. Because mm. you know the the Lakers, I don't think they hesitate. So let's let's go to the Lakers more. What would they have to offer to get Kawhi? Like what what's the least you would do it for if you're San Antonio? Well, that's the thing, because if Kawhi tries to force his way to L.A., like mm-hmm. that lowers the price significantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at at the very least, Brandon Ingram. Mm-hmm. Then maybe you can sway uh, the Spurs to just go him and then a protected first rounder mm-hmm. because again the price is not going to be that high when everyone knows I I want to go there I only want to go there and I only want to re-sign there mm-hmm. then that just brings the price down understandably so I mean Lonzo Ball I mean they if I'm the Lakers I'm trying I'm trying yeah. to trade Lonzo Ball to San Antonio oh and God. but but you know Pop will not like Pop and, and R.C. Buford are not going to touch that. Like, especially yeah. with the new... You know what? I'm not even going to say Voldemort now because with the news coming out... Yeah. 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 LeVar Ball, yeah, you, yeah. you can go fuck yourself. Whatever. Yeah. You, yeah what yeah. you said about your wife and all that, that's just, right. that's inhumane. You're, you're yeah. referring to, the, I think it was a Washington Post pro- profile oh, on yeah. him where he had some just truly disgusting comments about... His, his own wife, wife who yeah. had a stroke. Yeah. Like right. that, yeah. yeah. You know what? I'm... I'm not even on the Voldemort wagon anymore. No. Fuck you, LeVar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the Spurs would probably ask for, you know, Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, and Josh Hart. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. Yeah. But the thing is, would you need to give up all that? I, I mean, I don't think so. If, if not, if Kawhi just establishes, I only right. 
want to go here. I will not re-sign anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a fair... I, the other... The, the Spurs could just say, all right, screw you. We're not going to trade them. Mm-hmm. And then just yep. take the loss? Yeah, I guess so. It's an option. It's not a good option, but... It's a horrible option it, because then you strengthen the Lakers significantly. Right. Yeah. I mean... Or, or they just say, we'll take less from another team just because we don't want what the Lakers are... This, like, insulting package from the Lakers. Right. Like, maybe they would prefer Kyrie over <laughs> whatever. I mean, <laughs> yeah, maybe... Oh, this this is tough. This is really tough. And you know what makes this tougher than a lot of similar situations? It's that Kawhi Leonard, when healthy, is arguably a top three to top five player. This yeah, is not right? someone who's like, oh, a top fifteen, like top twenty, maybe. No, mm-hmm. he's like at the at fully healthy Kawhi, at the very least, is a top five player and an yeah. MVP candidate. Yeah. So the value here is just so much higher in terms of what you're getting on the floor. But knowing the contractual situation and knowing, you know, who has the leverage, is mm-hmm. that is going to carry every ounce of importance in this case. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I where do you stand on this in terms of of a guy having that much power, actually? I know that's just tw- changing gears a little bit. But mm-hmm. back in the day, like, the league had – or sorry, not the league. The, the, the teams had more control in trading a player. Nowadays, it seems like players can dictate, you know, where they want to go. I, I on on some level I kind of like that a guy has the opportunity to say I want to work here but at the right. same time it seems very random doesn't it Yeah I mean I think it's I'm never going to insult or like take issue with a player trying to dictate his own situation Right like these guys you know it, the the way the system is set up especially with first round picks like you're realistically bound to your first team for eight to nine years if everything goes right. So if like something happens like this Kawhi situation in particular, mm-hmm. where he feels like, you know, he had a, a serious medical issue. He feels like the franchise did wrong by him and he's, he doesn't care. Like he's ready to just burn bridges on the way out. I'm fine with it. I mean, I, I get why it would rub people the wrong way. And, mm-hmm. like, especially why it would rub Spurs fans the wrong way, because, you know, it does reduce the Spurs' leverage in this. But, like, from Kawhi's perspective, if he's going to get traded somewhere, he doesn't want his new team to sell the farm. Like, he wants right. something to be left. He doesn't want a Carmelo in 2011 going from the Nuggets to the Knicks, and the Knicks giving up everything, and the Knicks just being a pleasantly mediocre 45-50 to 50 win team that actually never did anything. And Carmelo, to his credit, actually didn't want the Knicks to give up that much. And they just did anyway. Right. (laughs) Just Knicks. Knicks. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree. Yeah. And, and, you know, even if he says, I want to go to the Lakers or I want to go to the Clippers, and and Boston and Philly duck out because they're like, no, we're not going to give up, you know, all of this Mm -hmm. for that. There's going to be some team that does something stupid. Like, Sacramento is definitely lurking, and it's like, we've got the number two pick, Yeah, we've got a great organization, great culture, you're going to fall right in love. We have the new Steph Curry. Yeah. And so, like, that's the thing. I think even if the the big names that we're thinking about right now, there's going to be a wild card that jumps into this bidding at some point. No, I think the wild card is 
Sacramento, isn't it? Or Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, Phoenix could be. But just, hey, all right. So listen listen to this, though. If Pop sticks around for a couple of years and they get the second pick and, and mm-hmm. pick Luka. Mm-hmm. Good lord, Brian! I I I kind of I I kind of have like a semi going just for the thought of that. Yeah, I know. It, it, but there's been reports coming out. At least I forget who had it that Pop is possibly done after the 2020 Olympics. Well, yeah, but that's what I said. Like a couple years with Luca, yeah. that's that's yeah. enough to get him started. Yeah, and then I you're would, still gonna uh, have Messina or someone like you'll someone have someone the from the Spurs tree. Yeah. Could, but that's like the dream scenario if you're an international prospect, isn't it? I mean, at at some point we have to consider this, like for the for the sake of the Spurs, mm-hmm. and if the if the Kings are just dumb enough to make this offer, knowing full well that Kawhi <laughs> is at risk of leaving, I yeah. think that's the preferred deal you take if you're the Spurs. That's the second yeah. pick, because yeah. you just at this point. We all know Aiden is going one. Like that seems right. to be, right. you know, everyone's reporting it. Aiden himself is like, no, I know. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm number one. Like this is Luca. Yeah. Like you do that, right? That's what they're hoping. Like I can't imagine anything but that's what they're hoping for. Yeah, I, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like I, I don't think they, they're in any rush to make that deal. Mm. I think. Maybe they wait to see how the draft plays out. Like, I still would be very surprised if they make this move before they are literally allowed to offer him the Supermax. And, like, they hand him a piece <laughs> of paper that says, we will give you $219 million over the net, like the following five years. Right. To and play watch basketball. him push it away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, don't, I don't make a trade until I literally see him decline it. Because, like, I just think when you, like, just call his bluff at this point. Or try to. I, I, I mean, he's, because he's, if he gets traded, he's no longer eligible for the Supermax, which is, like, I think it's about a difference, at least 30 million, I think closer to 40 than 30. Mm. So he's turning down a shit ton of money. Like, that. Yeah. he must be very unhappy in San Antonio to turn down upward of, like, almost 40 million dollars. He's basically saying that his hurt feelings and the way that the injury was handled, yeah, is is worth that much. Like, yeah, and I, I and you know I get that disrespect can be priceless in like yeah. in a literal sense. So, right, uh, this is just such a tough situation because we still don't entirely know what happened. Like we we have gotten mm-hmm. closer to understanding that the problem was because of the injury and their perception from the coaching staff and and all this but we don't really know how it got so bad like it yep. seemed to come out of the blue we know there's some unknown factor like the uncle and stuff like that but i mean again i've said this 20 times i'm gonna say it again i'm looking forward to lee jenkins one day just yeah. tweeting out something like here's the story <laughs> right right here's my five thousand word opus oh yeah what what went wrong so while we were talking, uh, Sack Lowe came out with a with a pretty interesting tweet. Like th- this is not Kawhi related specifically, but it mm-hmm. could be a way to actually look at what how the Spurs should go about this. He's saying ESPN sources leak sent teams memo today indicating the one and done could be gone as early as 2021. That in, that's in three huh. years, meaning okay. 
teams would be able to draft high schoolers. Yeah. Now, that's actually valuable inf- information because if the Spurs are going to trade Kawhi and they're mm-hmm. looking for, you know, they're looking to rebuild, mm-hmm. meaning they'll have to look at a lot of future draft picks. Now knowing mm-hmm. that you have access to taking high school players in a certain at a certain age, yeah, like that could change the way that you actually construct your roster. So that plays a little bit into this decision now, and it could change the way you value certain, like certain years of draft picks. Like maybe you're right. trying to get a 2022 pick or a 2021 pick out of this deal, so you can get, get first a crack at whatever class, you know, whatever class that one and done rule goes away. Yeah, that's going to be the most loaded draft class. I mean. Oh yeah, I don't want to say in NBA history because 2003 exists, but like you're gonna have the one and dones from the year before, plus all the high school kids who would have been one and dones. Yep. You're getting like two years worth of talent, mm-hmm. and then whatever year is after that is gonna be an abomination, right? Or I guess it'll just be like <laughs> it'll be worse. Yeah. Like you'll have the high school kids, but then all the one and dones will have gone out the year before, so it's yeah. just gonna be a bunch of upperclassmen. Oh god, the NCAA are so screwed, and I love it. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Oh, well, that, that's a discussion for another date. Right. But but the thing but is... It, yeah, it's it, a fair it, point, though. It, it, yeah, it, there is some relevance to it. So yeah. let, let's just go down the list a little bit here. Um, because there's an ESPN article. Uh, yep. I'm not sure. You linked it to me. It says from NBA Insider, so that must be a yeah, gathering. Yeah, it's a bunch, of, yeah, a bunch, bunch of, of different guys proposing right. Kawhi deals. Um, so let's just, let's just immediately take some of these teams and cross them up across them over because you know the Miami Heat the Toronto Raptors mm-hmm. the Portland Trailblazers like no no what's yeah. the incentive because obviously the the key here is I want to go to a big bigger market right and I I want to go somewhere where I can bring LeBron I mean that mm-hmm. I have to assume that's the idea yeah. and Toronto like you won't be able to free up enough cap no. space to, no, to get no, both those no. guys Miami just locked themselves up completely by signing a bunch of role players to four-year contracts. So, yeah, and I don't assume that they are that movable. And well, I actually I like the deal. The proposed deal is from Andre Snellings of ESPN. Yeah, in this deal, the Heat would get Kawhi and Patty Mills. The Spurs would get Goran Dragic, Josh Richardson, Justice Winslow, and Bam Adebayo. That's a hell like of I- a price, though. I, right, no, I, I know. It's a lot for the, the Heat to give up. But, like, if I'm the Spurs, I prefer that package to anything the Lakers can put together. Oh, yeah. Well, let me think about that one. Because, I, like you, I'm absolutely in love with Josh Richardson. Yeah, that, that I, might be the yeah. problem. But I also, and, and, like, bam, bam out of bios. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm not interested in Justice Winslow. That's to that okay. extent. Like, he's fine, but he's going to be a restricted free agent pretty soon. And he's probably going to ask for like twelve, fifteen million a year, and I just question whether he's worth that. Goran Dragic, mm-hmm. while he would be immensely fun on a San Antonio Spurs team, he's mm-hmm. just a little bit older. He wouldn't fit into like a rebuilding structure. Yeah. But then you could look at it in a different light. Like if the Heat make this, makes this trade and Kawhi leaves. They at least get a, got a bunch of contracts off their books. Yeah, right, exactly. There <laughs> There's a silver lining, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess, I mean, Justice and Bam are still on rookie deals. And Richardson's deal, he just signed that extension. He signed the extension, yeah, and you get off. Relatively of, reasonable. Right. Or, yeah, and no, you won't like have four to years extend. 42. Yeah. yeah, and you won't have right. to extend Justice. 
Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. That that is true. That's a fair point. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually, and that's what, again, it's like there are gonna be wild card teams that maybe they just don't give a shit and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like I, I'm thinking about like a Toronto, a Portland, a Washington. We've been mentioning those three in conjunction with Miami. They're just like they feel stuck. Right. We're like this current core isn't enough. Yeah. So maybe you're just like screw it. I'll give up. Like they in, in this list is also proposed deals from uh, the Raptors. Andre Snelling's proposed Kawhi and Rudy Gay for DeMar DeRozan, OG and Pascal. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you're just like I just want to get off of DeMar DeRozan's contract, and if Kawhi leaves, at least we accomplish that. Oh, I'm I'm getting an idea here, Ryan. Hang on, I just I have to go look to see if the math works out. I don't think it does. Okay. Well, I mean, the Portland too. There was C.J. McCollum in a 2019 first-round pick for Kawhi. Yeah. Like I, no, I'm, if I'm the Blazers or the Raptors, I don't do those deals because I don't think there's any chance Kawhi resigns there. And I think, especially for the Raptors, giving up OG and yeah. Siakam is a you know those those two guys are good pieces, good rotation pieces. I don't think you right. want to give them up for one-year rental of Kawhi Leonard, but. Well, I'm, I was actually looking at the team who beat out the, the Portland Trailblazers in the playoffs. Oh. Because could you imagine Brow and Kawhi on the same team? Like, obviously, you wouldn't be able to re-sign Boogie, I think. I think. Sure, yeah. Um, or, yeah, and throw Drew Holiday in there? Yeah. Or, or are you trying to, you're going to trade Drew Holiday? May, that's No, 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 you know, not trade Drew, Drew Holiday because he doesn't fit into San Antonio's rebuilding plan. Like, you would have to yeah. give up... I guess Nico, um, mm. some role players, and then like a ton of of picks. Like you would have to gamble, but good lord, just that combination. Mm-hmm. But they, then again, it's the same problem as before. It's not a mm-hmm. big market at all. It's actually a lesser market. It's a smaller market. <laughs> right. Right. So, but I just I. That's that's where the basketball component just grabbed me because that would be extremely fun. But yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it has to be a big market. The, I, I've seen uh, the the New York Knicks be mentioned yeah. briefly, yeah. where I'm just like, I get it because it's the because of the market size. But sure, like what? No, what what do they have? They're not giving up Kristaps. No, and Bob is Bob and Buford are not going to take like Tim Hardaway. Yeah, and, I mean, and I guess they Nilakina. have number nine this year, right? They have Frankie yeah. Smokes in number nine, so you've got some future assets. You could, I guess, give up like Courtney Lee, who is a productive role player, but like, is that enough for the Spurs? Is that going to be okay? I, I wouldn't hate that as much. I wouldn't hate that if it's ninth and Frankie Smokes. Like, if you get both, yeah. It's a lot to give it's, up. It's for, a lot if you're in Knicks, but here's yeah. the thing: the Knicks are batshit crazy enough to do it. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. We should really. Oh, what about the Bulls? Speaking of terribly run teams, the Bulls. The Bulls are fun in the sense that they would probably not engage with this because they are frightened off by big uh, re-signing hires. Like, you know, yeah, that's even, true. even if it's not 219 million, Kawhi mm-hmm. will be. Uh, like eligible for a huge uh, contract. Yeah. Uh, It'd be like 180, 80, I think. Yeah, 180, 185. Yeah. So that would scare them off, I think. And also, mm-hmm. like, could you just imagine the outcry? Because you would want to pair <laughs> Kawhi with Jimmy. 
Right. As opposed to pairing him with a bunch of rookies. Yeah. Like, that yeah. wouldn't make sense. And the Bulls are not in a position where they can cash in on their youngsters at all. Like, they have two young draft at, as, uh, assets in mm-hmm. Laurie Markkinen and seven. You could yep. argue Bobby Portis, but I'm not so sure. Mm-hmm. Like, Denzel Valentine? Yeah. Chris Dunn now apparently has issues with his motor and <laughs> right. like, work ethic. And, like, right. no, no. I I think the Bulls are about the the least likely team to get involved here. Yeah. Um, they should, but they won't right. because eh, money. I'm trying to think who else. Like, the, the Timberwolves, I guess, could, but I don't think Wiggins is moving the needle for the Spurs. Maybe. I mean, do what do you think up, like, about Greg Povich here? Are you t- telling me that he would actually look at Andrew Wiggins and think, oh, good investment? <laughs> right. I mean, maybe they do a Jimmy Butler for Kawhi. Because they know Jimmy's going to leave after next year. That would break my heart because I want them to play together so I know, bad, Brian. I, 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 so I would close. literally be crying for three days. The Nuggets have some interesting young pieces. You could dangle a Gary Harris, a Jamal Murray, even a Jokic. Oh I mean, my God, got... Brian. I think you just hit the nail on the head with this team. Yeah, that, yeah. that's the team. Like from a, a basket, That from a basketball perspective. Like Now we're just into complete... You know, fantasy right, territory. Fantasy, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. But they have not had a three. Right. Like, for well, a while. Yeah, like, no offense to Wilson Chandler. Yeah, no, no, and I mean that, but they have not right. had a guy of, like, insane caliber. Yeah, like a superstar three. A, a superstar Carmelo. three. So, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, they had Gallo, who was injured all the time. Like, he, right. he was affecting them positively, but... so. Yeah, you would have a core of Jokic, Millsap, Kawhi. Up for, oh my god, that's such a sick front court. And mm. you'd have, I don't even care in the backcourt. Like you would keep one of Gary Harris and Jamal Murray, I presume. Yeah, and then you I would, would assume so. Yeah, and then you trade at least the 14th pick. You can get an expiring contract in Kenneth Reed. He only has one year mm. left. Yep. They have a bunch of young guys, Trey Lyles, Juan oh, Hernandez, Malik Beasley, Tyler Lydon. Is there a world where they could actually keep Jamal Murray and Gary Harris when you think about it? Ooh, I don't know. No, no, Maybe. If they but... sacrifice picks in later drafts as well. So they trade yeah. you, like, Trey Lyles, Malik Beasley, um, you know, for salary purposes, Ken Freed. Sure. And then just the 14th this year. And maybe a top three, top five protected pick next year or the year after or something like that. I mean, I think the Spurs would at least look at it. Yeah. I don't know if that beats what the Lakers can offer. I think you would probably have to throw one of those guys in. But, yeah. I mean, they they have they certainly have the assets to get involved. Utah, yeah. too. If you want Donnie and Kawhi playing together. I'll be down for that. I'll be yeah. done with that. Yeah. Because, I mean, they have Joe Ingles. They could do Jay Crowder, Alec Burks. Um, they don't really have a bunch of star young players, and they're going to be too good to get the picks that you would need for those star young players. So I think that's probably going to knock them out ultimately. But... Imagine that defense. Yeah, I know. Oh. I know. And, and like... then you would have the offensive component as well, as you will have... Both Kawhi and Donnie just going at it. Oh my god. I also assume like the Rockets are gonna try to get involved. They have nothing they can offer, but Daryl Morey. 
Yeah, right, exactly. I, yeah. <laughs> it's such a cop-out, like, thing to say, but it really is. Like, I just will not doubt Daryl Morey. Nope. Benefit nope. of the doubt. Let's look at the Clippers, though, because they, you know, we, we've talked about the Lakers. The yes. Clippers are obviously the other team in L.A. They have two lottery picks. <laughs> yeah. They have 12 and they 13. Do. Yeah. They have Pat Beverly on a non-guaranteed, uh, it's a $5 million deal that doesn't guarantee until January 10th. Mm-hmm. They still have Sam Decker. Uh, Montressel Harrell? He is a free agent this year, so they can't offer him. But Oh, they could. right. He was a second rounder? Yeah. Yeah. But they, they could offer Sandarius Thornwell, Juwan Evans, yeah. Tobias Harris to make the salaries work. Who's good. Right. By the way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, honestly, the Clippers could probably put together a more enticing package than the Lakers can. Well, I, you know, that's, I was kind of, you know... I was a little bit puzzled because you said earlier, you know, the the Lakers could probably put together a, a strong package. I was like, I don't think the Lakers, generally speaking, could put together a strong package. Mm-hmm. Like it's Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma, basically. Yeah, I, I like Josh Hart too. It depends yeah, right. on how many of them you're willing to give up, but yeah, right. But that's the thing—you slaughter your depth completely. Like you would have to rely, obviously, like in this scenario, LeBron comes with him, like with mm-hmm. with Kawhi. And then it's all about the ring chasers again, like right. again and again. That's the that's the theme with LeBron, isn't it? Yeah. Like whenever he goes somewhere, ring chasers and spot up shooters, ring chasers yeah. and rinse and repeat. But it's going to be tough. I mean, if you're the Lakers and you carve up an outcast base for LeBron, that means you only have the room exception, which is going to be like four point four, four point five million, mm-hmm. and that's just minimum contracts. So you're right. Like it's that that's that's why. I'm, kind of confused by this whole Lakers thing because I think even if you add Kawhi and LeBron right, and even if you add Paul George to that I still don't know unless they get really lucky and like a bunch of really good players sign for way less than they could get like maybe Trevor Ariza leaves the Rockets and signs for half of that and takes their room exception and then maybe like Brooke Lopez is like alright cool I just want a ring chase I'll sign for the minimum you you, you, you don't think they had enough wings? You just wanted to throw Trevor Risa in with, with Paul <laughs> George, LeBron James, and Kawhi Leonard? Yeah. That's the thing, though. Like, I, I still, even if you assemble, mm. if you're building this Lakers team from scratch, like, it seems like is at least a possibility. Right. I just don't know how they, if they would still beat the Warriors, which is the whole point of this. I, I had a different thought here in regards to because you just mentioned the three players uh mm-hmm. you know paul george adding t- to this whole thing like that would require require that luol Deng is traded we we yeah. know that they have not succeeded in traded lou and they've tried lord knows they've tried mm-hmm. it's because he's owed another 36.8 million over yep. the next two years yep and teams have apparently really been trying to squeeze the lakers out of assets like draft mm-hmm. picks and young guys. Like if teams understand or know that Kawhi and LeBron is going to come to the Lakers and they know that there's a chance Paul George might follow them, but it mm-hmm. will take Luol Deng coming off the books. Right. They will ask for the fucking moon <laughs> for right. taking on Luol Deng's contract. That's not just going to be oh we want two draft picks. No, that's going to be we want two draft picks, two draft picks, Josh Hart cash uh, future considerations every second rounder you have for the next five years like yeah. we want the entire treasure trove that you have left just to take on Dwalding. right 
I mean, I would assume they'll try to include Dang if they do trade for Kawhi. They would try to uh, for just they would try to get that deal off in the Kawhi trade. But again, it goes back to your point. Like, why did the Spurs say yes to that? They don't. Right. Yeah, like they absolutely don't. Or they shouldn't. Right. No, I mean, oh, it, it, I love this season so much. This <laughs> off season. So I mean, good. off season is better at times than the regular season. I, I'm sorry, yeah. it just is. No, I, I, this this is like just the tip of the iceberg. That's the best part. Like yeah. it was just otherwise it was just going to be a normal Friday. I was going to write some off season preview stuff this weekend, mm-hmm. and now it's like scratch everything. Just drap onto Twitter for the next eight hours because it's going to be a goddamn roller coaster. And this is like, we're, we're still 15 days from free agency. Like, it's going to be an absolute yeah. madhouse next week when the draft comes in. So here's, I, I had a thought because, you know, you remember DeAndre Gate a couple yeah. years back. Oh, yeah. Uh, which was fantastic. I'm still so thankful that I was awake when that yep. all happened. Like, that yep. was just, yeah. So... I have a feeling that people are going to live tweet the meeting, the sit-down meeting Pop is going to have with Kawhi. Oh, for sure. That is going... I mean, I we have to figure out the details of when the two are going to meet. And, you know, you'll have you'll have Twitter accounts go talking about the wine that they're having. Like, yeah. if Kawhi oh, yeah. will have cheese with it and stuff. Like, it would be great, Brian. Yeah, definitely. Oh, man. All right, boy. Let's give a prediction... All this right. is very early in the process of course, Lakers, but you think Kawhi ends up on yeah. the Lakers? Yeah, I think I think he he gets to where he wants to go, and we yeah. all heard so many rumblings about LeBron wanting the Lakers even from a year ago. Yeah, that I just think there is so much smoke that yeah. at the very least it's it's a very realistic option. But yeah. what it saddens me a little bit, like I mentioned at, at the top of the show here, we you and I had heard. That LeBron was actually considering the Spurs because Kawhi was there. Like they wanted mm-hmm. to play together and all that. Um, I would have loved that even more. Like that would have been the most awesome thing ever to see the second best guy, the second best player of all time, you know, play with the the greatest coach of all time. Like yeah. the, that that would that would have been just such a tremendous gift for basketball lovers to watch. Uh, I I don't think that's going to come to fruition. Unless right. that meeting goes really, really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, or maybe the Spurs trade Pop to the Lakers for another first-round pick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, could you could you imagine Pop coaching a different team? I would I would no. just know. No, no. He's not. No. That was a, a complete I, joke. I know, I know. But, I mean, just theoretically. I mean, I barf when that happens on 2K. So, <laughs> in yeah. real life, that would just be so horrible. Yeah. Um, I, one final note to this: If he ends up on the Lakers, Kawhi, and LeBron mm-hmm. follows, yeah. I don't think there's a chance in hell Lonzo Ball is on that opening day roster. Me neither. Yeah, but I hope they don't trade Lonzo to the Spurs. Right, that would that's make me the, really sad. Yeah, no, I think they find a different deal for him. I think yeah. he is so out of there because here you have two well-established super duper stars coming in. Right. You don't want the lunacy. Of Lavar and the whole family circus, right? Um, but I mean, there was just a thing. He was on uh, some radio show yesterday, I think, like Big Boy's Neighborhood or something, and uh, <laughs> they asked, "What could LeBron teach your kid?" And he's like, "Nothing. I already taught him everything he needs to know." Yeah, well, like this is two weeks from free agency, and this dipshit is still uh, like actively antagonizing the player the Lakers are trying to sign. It's ridiculous. Uh, like, 
I mean, tweeted it the other day. I think the best thing, if you are a team that wants to sign LeBron James and you are not the Lakers, you should like actively be working with LeVar Ball to put him on the radio as much as possible these next yeah. couple weeks. Like You want him to shoot himself in the foot every day and shoot the franchise in the foot every day to prevent this super team from forming. I said something last year. We had a guest on. I don't remember who it was, admittedly. And I got pretty ridiculed for this statement, but I believe in it to this day. <clears throat> I don't think in five years Lonzo Ball is in the league. Not because mm-hmm. of a lack of talent, mm-hmm. but because of all that stuff that he brings with him. Yeah. It's going to be really... I, uh, <laughs> I think that's... Honestly, I'm with you. I think the Lakers are probably the most likely destination for Kawhi, just based on what we've been seeing today. Mm. I think the thing I am most excited about is Lakers fans' heel turn on all of their young players that they were propping up as, like, the next great thing. Like, all of them were just so fucking into Lonzo Ball. And when they trade Lonzo Ball away, they're all just going to start shitting on him immediately, just like they did D'Angelo Russell. It is going to be spectacular. Yeah. Yep, and and to your point about that, I have a feeling that Spurs fans are gonna heel turn on Kawhi, and yeah. you know I get it. I mean, look, I, I get, we, you and I agree that a, a player having the ability to say I want to go here and here, that's well within his right, and he should, right. and that's fine. But I also mm-hmm. get like fan attachment. I understand oh, yeah. that you feel like you had a connection with a guy, and then he says I don't want to be here anymore. It's kind of like a breakup. It really yeah. is. I mean. Because you are emotionally invested in that guy, and and you know there's nothing really you can do. It's it's a complete breakup, and Spurs fans are gonna boo him for. I think it's gonna be very similar to the Vince Carter situation in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, for Spurs fans especially, because Kawhi was just supposed to be that yep. bridge from Tim Duncan, and like mm. there was nothing indicating that wasn't gonna be the case until this past year. So I think just yep. the abruptness of this whole thing, and like. The Spurs have just been such a model organization for the last two decades that you, you know, it's all just so out of the blue still. And I, like, I am still shocked. I really thought, you know, I we heard the reports all year that he's unhappy and blah, blah, blah. But I was like, it's $219 million. He's not going to turn it down. Right. And then, like, part of me still thinks that even despite all of this evidence today suggesting otherwise. So I think that's, that's a big part of it. But to your point, too, like, it... I, I, the rational part of me says, yes, players should have their choice, whatever. But, yeah. like, I know in four years, if Joel Embiid pulls this shit, I'm going to be devastated. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be absolutely just, like, straight up gutted like a fish. So, I don't want to, like, I'm not going to make fun of Spurs fans for no, no, however no. they react. Right. It's, like, it's a totally natural thing. I'd say, remember all the good that he brought to your franchise. Yeah. He did help you win a ring. You know, he, he was an excellent player who you've had the pleasure for cheering for for, what, eight years now? I mean, you know, the, I, I understand feeling hurt and frustrated by this whole thing, but this too will pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for your sake, I just hope you don't end up with Lonzo Ball as the main piece of the return. Ugh, yeah, no, it shouldn't happen. And and to just to clarify, like, I... I mean, I I wasn't trying to speak ill of Spurs fans. Like, I get it. Right. I get I get the whole reaction to it. I mean, obviously, it means you're emotionally invested, and and I think I think organizations would rather have that than what you see with the Bulls right now. I mean, yeah. people don't Pistons. care, right? Or the yeah. Pistons, like, 
you know, these were wildly loyal fan bases who just completely turned on their teams yeah. um, for right, for accurate reasons, like for perfectly fair reasons. And now you're seeing like a complete lack of interest in them. Like yeah. they're, they're not being sold out. You know, their the, the, their accounts are trying to be created on social media. Whenever they do, they're getting trashed. <laughs> like it's it's a it's a it's a weird place to be in. And I think the Spurs will avoid all that. I think they yeah. will have some really goodwill coming up their way, even though they did have a part in, uh, to, in to play in all this. I mean, let's not be crazy. Both sides did you know mess this whole situation up. Like the mm-hmm. Spurs aren't blameless in all this. But I, I think the the fact that they've stayed professional for so many years and yeah. have just been this model of an organization, I think that's going to go a long way for their franchise. And they have Deontay Murray, who's going to get every conceivable touch that he wants next year now. Mm-hmm. I'm looking yeah. for him to just come out of the gates. Like He's my most improved player pick right now. <laughs> I like it. Well, obviously, we will keep an eye on this Kawhi stuff in the weeks, days and weeks to come. We'll... Hopefully, whenever, whatever happens with him, we will hopefully be able to record an emergency pod pretty quickly thereafter. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. We also have an episode coming out later this weekend with Ricky O'Donnell of SB Nation talking about the big big names in the NBA draft for next week. So check out our Twitter account at the NBA Pod for all of our latest episodes. You can also find our Twitter handles in our bio. You can also find us on iTunes, so please subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Download, leave some five-star reviews, we'd love any feedback. And we're now being hosted on the Almighty Baller Podcast Network, so check them out on Twitter, at AlmightyCasts. Until next time, I'm Brian Tapork, and I was joined, as always, by Morton Jensen. Have a good one, Mort. Can you have a good one when you have to stay up at 3 to 3 a.m. now? Because now the free agency and the draft is rolling <laughs> around. Like I was, I was so happy. The season is over. I didn't have to stay up to three. Now yeah. these things are coming out. Now I have to. I have Don't to stay worry. up to three. Just set your phone, like, instead of instead of Woj alerts, just set your phone to me alerts. And I'll... Uh... I appreciate it. No, but, you know, here's the thing. I don't want to miss out on another DeAndre Gate. I don't yeah, want to miss out. It's fine. It, it's much easier to stay up in the summer when it comes to free agency stuff. I just... Brian, I'm giddy. Next week is the draft. It's going to be good, man. So It's going to be very yeah. good. Yeah. So, yeah, keep an eye out for the Ricky O'Donnell pod. We're also going to have hopefully one more draft pod, and we'll do some stuff after the draft, too. We also have one very special episode we are going to put out at some point, so keep an eye out for that, too. It's going to be a behind-the-scenes Ooh. look at the offseason with a a person who would know how it works better than we would. Oh, so, you teased it. You teased it. Yes, you did. All right. Nice. Yeah. So... All right, boy. Have a good one. You too, man.